G'day, Sean and Anthony here. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Tell us what you really think. We're just going to cover off on reviews of different uh, financial services apps, technology, articles, services, and products. We think there's a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit marketing out there at the moment, and the reality is we can see through a lot of it. We deal with these products on a daily basis with our clients. Although this is going to be completely unbiased and completely unsponsored, it's just our general opinions based on our financial experience. We think we can add a lot of value and you can do a lot of research through this podcast on different things that you're considering to help you and your financial well-being. We hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Anthony. Great to be here again, Sean. It's yeah. been a little while. I know. You missed the last one, but here you are uh, yeah. in all your glory. Uh, this week, we've got uh, uh, another friend of ours on, a uh, property expert uh, based out of Melbourne, operates nationally, um, is the MD of Pacific East Coast. Uh, who have been specialising in property for over 45 years. Uh, Brent Severino, welcome, mate. Hi, Sean. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for having me along. Now, yeah. mate, we're just um, we're, we're a little bit curious uh, as to your background versus ours, mate. It looks pretty sunny. What's, uh, what's wearing the Wearing jumpers. Yeah, it's overcast we're, here. We're, 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 quite, jumpers. we're quite cold in Melbourne. Are, are, you, are you in South Yarra? Or? Well, it must be just a sunny pocket of Melbourne that I'm in at the moment. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I'm sure you heard on the grapevine that I, I managed to uh, just head up to Brisbane over the last few weeks. So I popped up the car and the family and, well, the car, the aeroplane, the family, and uh, have relocated up here as much fun as we were having in stage four Melbourne restrictions. Um, yeah, really from a business point of view, we thought uh, our Brisbane office was the place to be. So, yes, we've relocated and the weather's beautiful. Thanks for asking. <laughs> So you're enjoying uh, the what is it? What's the weather up there at the moment? Just so you can really rub it in. Well, it's it's probably about 26, I think, today. Is that all? Uh, oh, it's cool. uh, my, my tan. What do you think? Golden cookie kind of <laughs> maple syrup. Maple syrup. I go. <laughs> Mate, how'd you go with the uh, with the quarantine? Did you have to obviously uh, two weeks? That would have been fun with the kids. I think I've still got PTSD. To be honest. <laughs> um, it was, it's one of those things that you don't, it's a bureaucracy, it's a government run absolute circus. So you just, you just have to go with the flow. If you tried to fight it, if you tried to put some logic into what was happening to you, I think your brain would explode. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things on my deathbed, I'll probably still be just yelling out, staring into the sky, remembering the <laughs> routine. weeks in my life of being in the Marriott Hotel for 23 hours, 40 minutes a day. Oh, shit. Well, well, that's probably the only negative because if you were in the uh, quarantine of Melbourne, you would have been able to go shopping and <laughs> go out when you wanted to. So well, we, we've got, we've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows, mate? <laughs> well, I think, the, I think the Brisbane, it's very militant. So I think they've picked up a few few tips from Victoria <laughs> what not to do with your hotel quarantine. Uh, on to something more serious. Obviously, you do uh, quite a bit of work up in Brisbane. Um, you've you've got uh, quite a big footprint in the in the property sales space. Um, it's probably fitting that you did go up there, obviously, because you do so much in the in the area. How are things flying up there? I hear they're I hear they're going pretty well. Yeah, it's quite the psychology of it's quite remarkable. So I guess that there's more and more of us that are doing this now. But I'm probably. You know, we're at the beginning of those people that have sat in a Melbourne stage four environment and in a matter of two weeks quarantine, opened the door and walked into a city that is 
you know, near, it's, it's about 85% of its way to a normal city, um, which is quite remarkable. It takes some adjustment after, like everyone down in Melbourne, our office was closed in about March. Everybody worked from home. Um, and then stage four, we fully locked down the office. So, uh, and that's our head office, but we've always had an office up here. Um, opening the doors into Brisbane, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was strange. Um, I, I think I probably looked a little bit. I think I looked a little bit strange in meetings where people put their hand out to shake my hand and I sort of backed away in horror. <laughs> There's a little adjustment period to it all. But the mood of the city up here is is really quite positive. It's it's very hard to get it across in your Melbourne mind. But just from you know picking up the major events, there's a little bit of swagger about how well they've done with COVID as well. Um, it's not often probably the city's been the leading light. It's it's always usually in that sort of bronze position behind Melbourne and Sydney. So yeah, it's it's a really positive place. Um, and just from a residential market point of view, there's a lot happening in the property market. There's big numbers um, being achieved up here. Um, the auction market's strong. The, the, there's a lot of money coming up from the South. So yeah, there, there's a lot going on up here. Yeah, just want to expand on that, just with money coming out of the South, because obviously it's a, it's a dream for most right now in, in Victoria, especially to, to get up there. But there does seem a lot of interest for, you know, the workplace is going to change dramatically off the back of everything here, whether it be more flexible hours, people being able to work remotely or people being able to reside where probably they, they want to reside and, and looking at that as a long-term play. That seems to be a lot of interest coming uh, into those states. Is that some of what some of the agents and, and people on the ground that, that you're speaking to about? For the, for yeah, something? we're seeing that that market's really blown up um, in a good way. Uh, there's probably been, in fact, I was, I was um, in an information session with the guys up here from Ray White in New Farm. That's probably the go-to uh, sort of premium market real estate uh, agency up here in Brisbane. So it looks after all that New Farm Peninsula into Hamilton, really the top end of town. And one of their interesting stats, and this was, uh, you know, probably three or four weeks ago, they said they'd already done just during the COVID period, so some for, sort of from March until would have been in August. They'd done more sales over five million dollars uh, than they'd ever done than they'd done in, at all through 2019. So it was that much money coming in, and the amount of sales um, that they're doing sight unseen are, are unbelievable. They had all this data on their inspection numbers that their inspections and viewings at an open for inspection had dropped dramatically, but the conversion rate had actually increased. So it's, yeah, it was a really strange little economy. You can imagine um, sitting down in Melbourne or Sydney and you've been dreaming about that Noosa apartment. As long as you've maintained your job, your income hasn't dropped off and your rates are at high twos, um, you're probably pretty keen to finally bite the bullet and, and make that investment. So, yeah, there's a lot. And we're actually doing now a lot of buyer's advocacy as well for clients down in uh, out of Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra. Um, we've got a lot of coverage up here on the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast as well. So we've had a lot of requests from clients to find them that existing property. Um, what, sort of, what sort of stuff, yeah. what, sort of, what sort of price range is, is popular? What sort of um, properties would they be buying? Look, they're, they're probably the more emotional type probably. So we've got some clients with some very big budgets. Yeah. Um, but probably on average, I'd say in the 750 to a million dollars. A lot of them are looking <laughs> for that. <laughs> That Sorry, I missed that. In uh, like on the Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast, as opposed to what it will get you in Melbourne, seven hundred and fifty thousand will get you a reasonably good 
good place. Well, that's we were just down in Palm Beach yesterday um, with Sunland with a completed project. And we've now, I mean, I was there with Richie Bonham from our office, and it was remarkable. We're standing looking at uninterrupted view um, over Palm Beach, looking at the ocean. It was a 120 square metre, two bedroom, two car park, two cars, and I think it was 720,000. You know, Sydney, that's probably a dark little one bedroom apartment somewhere. So there is a lot of interest in that stuff. And I think also, you know, completed product or existing housing, because I'm pretty sure once the airports open up in Melbourne, uh, there's going to be a queue out the door for people looking to head north, particularly while the overseas, the border, the international border restrictions may be maintained a bit longer. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of those people that have, used to have those yeah, overseas holidays that maybe been able to, to save up those pennies, especially the ones that go to uh, Europe in, in July and August are looking, okay, I've got a bit more money and maybe we can look at that investment property up there. You, you, I think you're spot on around those opportunities. I just want to divert quickly just to uh, our good friend, Richie Bornan. How's he going yeah. up there? Because look, Richard's a bit of a laid back <laughs> character at the best of times. I reckon it's right up his alley. So he's your uh, fellow business partner. I'll tell you what, I've never seen a man slip into a Gold Coast lifestyle so comfortably and so... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's uh, travelling. He's looking, he's looking very flash and I think the lifestyle... Uh, so he's, he's actually in a house here uh, near one of the major golf courses and he's a bit of a surfer, as you know, as well. Oh, so yeah. you know, I've got to remind him that it's not a holiday, right? They're <laughs> <laughs> running an office up here. <laughs> No, that's good. So just, um, I guess, for some viewers out there that don't exactly know your, your business model, um, did you want to just maybe touch on that just to give um, our, our audience a bit of an understanding? So we, I guess we're, we're, our point of difference to the traditional real estate agency is that we're an accounting business that got into property many years ago now. Um, and that was really from just a, from an investment point of view. We had a lot of sophisticated accounting clients who had a tax problem, needed property. Uh, when they came along for their tax return, we'd tell them they need a property. And uh, 12 months later on the next visit, nothing had happened because they just didn't know where to go. They weren't going to go and deal with a local agent and do all the research and all those sorts of things. So our business started to form this property service. Uh, we will actually recommend a market, a product type, um, the budget, all those sorts of things and, and hold their hand through the process. Um, we started doing that with our own accounting clients and there was an organic growth of that in the early years and now it's the main part of our business. Um, we service probably about 700 other accounting and financial planning firms all around the country and now provide that sort of property, direct property expertise onto their clients. Um, so it's mainly that, you know, apartment townhouse in a middle ring. We don't ever head off to you know, mining towns in WA or any of that. We're not sort of chasing unicorns. Um, we're after some pretty strong vanilla uh, real estate. And the most important thing with, a, with our business model is we want, we do want our clients to spend a bit because we need the investment they buy to be something that's attractive to resell into the owner-occupied market. Um, that's the way they're going to get capital growth. So we are quite specific um, and distinct in what it is we're looking for with our clients. Yeah, that's great. And I love the uh, story about your father, Alan, uh, being the founder of the business and now, I believe, chairman around that property in uh, Cronulla, I think it was. It is. Yeah, sure. Cronulla, the, mm, the the, one of the first properties he bought. And I think that was, uh, what, what, what was that purchase for? Yeah, I think there'll be probably a few of our mutual clients who are sick of seeing this because we certainly <laughs> have presentations with it. In fact, you could probably give the presentation. But yeah. no, 
the, uh, I think Alan, my, my dad, almost by accident, probably ever did the first ever off the plan apartment sale interstate back in 1978. Um, just through a friend who was a builder, there was a block of apartments in Cronulla, just up behind the Cronulla Bowls Club, looking directly over Cronulla Beach. Um, and we put quite a few clients in there back back in, in the late 70s. So they were two bedroom or three bedroom apartments with uninterrupted views over Cronulla Beach. And sale prices were from 28500 to $33,500 for the top floor sort of three bed penthouse. Um, and interestingly enough, it was, uh, I think it was early last year, there was a resale in the building um, and it was actually untouched. It was one of the original, it wasn't our client, but one of the original owners who'd held onto it for 40 years. So it still had the beautiful yellow 70s archways and, and yeah. pictures and all that sort of stuff. And it sold for a bit over 1.2 million. So it's all, I mean, that's a really good, we can give all the data and graphs, but that's a really good, you know, when you look at this cream brick vanilla sort of 70s building, um, 30 grand to about 1.2 over those 40 years. It does show what the, the long-term uh, yeah. property market can do. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, people have been talking about Brisbane for decades, probably, um, and, and, and thinking it should. It does have the ingredients it needs to, to take off. Um, do you think that, um, obviously, you also do a little bit in, in Canberra or quite a bit in Canberra. Um, with everything that's going on with Melbourne, Sydney sort of being, it's, it's almost become their detriment of being so big and uh and overpriced and now giving people the opportunity to look out of those cities as a as a, a better option do you think this is the perfect storm for those two those two cities to feel some growth or do you think brisbane's it uh, look I, I think it is the again the success of melbourne and sydney which has been their success has been the state economies and picking up the majority of that population growth that big international intake so again that strength becomes a weakness when we have an event uh, like the COVID pandemic. Um, we've been strong on Brisbane long before this. We, we've put a lot of clients into Brisbane over the last probably five years in particular um, because it's due. <laughs> We're not clever enough to be able to know that it's due next Thursday or next month, um, but it really is due to get some capital growth. It's the, the third biggest uh, economy, third biggest city, third biggest population. It's nice and diversified. Um, a year or so ago, it wasn't too much dearer than a city like Adelaide. So we just saw it a bit out of place. Um, I think everything that's happened uh, over the last six months, which again, wasn't in our forecast, even when we were this positive, um, has only really strengthened that story. I think, again, if you're, you work for one of the big corporates in Melbourne and, and uh, coming into 2021, there is a world where you can perhaps work remotely full time. Um, I think you, a lot of people, and probably younger people as well, are going to be a bit more imaginative than just maybe moving down the Mornington Peninsula. Mm. I think there will be people that will be looking for that, uh, again, that lifestyle that us Southerners sort of always dream of, particularly during the middle of the, middle of the year. For sure. And you've, yeah, like Sean mentioned, you've been quite bullish in those areas. I mean, what's some of the data that you've seen that's, that's really, I guess, supported that? Um, that growth and, and some of the areas that specifically that you've been focusing on with a lot of the, the developers that you work with? I think we've had a lot better stability up here. In, in, and I'm talking about Brisbane more so than our, the coastal markets up here. Um, we've had a lot of settlements even this year. Um, and you guys are the experts in dealing in the, in the back end of these new projects and settlements and all of that. Um, we had a project up here in Newstead where a lot of our clients got valuations above contract price, which, you know, to people dealing in Melbourne, yeah, 
it just it doesn't seem doesn't seem real. But we've had um, you know absolutely extreme valuations, um, supporting contract price. Our clients up here are all sitting on sort of a five percent yield. Um, there's no negative gearing. A lot of people are chasing the market now from an income stream. Yeah. Um, you know that cash flow coming in. Um, the population growth here has never been as reliant, nowhere near as reliant on internationals like Melbourne and Sydney. The reason we got strong on Brisbane before all of this was that the interstate migration had picked up. And we sort of called them economic refugees from Sydney. The house price got so expensive in Sydney, they were heading up north to Brisbane. If they could match their income, um, you were much for a million dollars in Brisbane, you can get a really nice house within 10 k's of the CBD send your kid to the private school and live a really great life. Yeah. Um, as our Sydney clients know, for a million dollars, you're heading a fair way out and spending a bit of time in traffic if you want that family home and land. Um, so with the job market, when it improved up here, the ability to match a salary and live a better lifestyle, um, that's what, that was probably the first trigger for us to get our clients in here. Since then as well, um, the supply has totally come off. The, the latest figures that have come out for supply, and this is the apartment market. So you can picture Melbourne and Sydney where there's, you know, probably 8,000 plus under construction or coming in over the next few years. I think now they can really go only go out to about 22, 23 as far as supply goes. I think there's 500 units total coming on in supply in, in 2023. Mm. Now, that, there's enough time for that to change, but that'll be a real a, a significantly undersupplied market. So a lot of the media headlines are about demand. We care about is the supply to go in hand with that as well. Mm. And, and specifically with the property or the asset class. So um, a lot of people uh, that, that are into property and investment, they really, they can never solve the problem of, of what should I be going for? House with the land content, are townhouses the go, are apartments the go? Um, give, us a, give us your opinion on what, what different plays those different assets take in, in long-term investment. I think what, the biggest thing for me is you, you want a property that's not easily replicated. And that's the same for an apartment or a house on land. I don't think there's any point going 30, 40 k's out of Melbourne to get your piece of dirt, but there's another 10,000 lots over your back fence waiting to, be, uh, waiting to be developed. Same thing that I would, you know, we've never piled our clients into a big block of 500 apartments in the CBD because there's another one of 500 coming up next door. Um, I think the product itself, be it the house or be it, be it an apartment or townhouse or whatever it may be, it's a flight to quality in a market like this. It has to be the best product and it has to be delivered um, at 100% because it's going to be, what's going to draw this market out is first the emotional buyers, the first home buyers flush with all the cash and the grants and the builder thing and all this sort of stuff. Um, you have to have a good product. So what we always try and steer away from, be it a house, townhouse, or apartment, is the investor widget. You know, something that people are recommending it as an investment because the cash flow is great. Um, if you're mm -hmm. after a cash flow yield, there's lots of financial products that can do that for you. Um, so by going for that quality, um, as I said earlier, we want to buy, put our clients into something. If we're going to put them into an apartment, we want them to go into a big apartment with a view with the high-end natural stone and all this sort of stuff because we care about how they exit their investment. They need to be able to exit it to the wealthy downsizer who's just sold the family home in New Farm for three million, which a year ago was only worth two. So they've got another million in the back pocket and they're gonna downsize into one of our clients' big three bedroom apartments looking over the Brisbane River. 
Um, and those projects and those types of properties are few and far between. So I guess that's our job and what we want to do with our clients is pick the eyes out of, out of that quality. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So where are your clients from? Brent, obviously you work with um, professional partners across, across the country. Are they from certain geogra- geographical locations wanting to spread their risk and moving into new markets yeah. like Brisbane or where do they kind of come from? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been really strong on both Melbourne and Brisbane over the last five or six years in particular. We pulled out of Sydney some time ago because we thought it was starting to get a bit top heavy uh, in price, but we're probably really equally spread. The majority of our buyers will be coming out of Melbourne, Canberra and Sydney. Um, We've got a lot of local clients up here in Brisbane, but they tend to only buy Brisbane from that affordability point of view. It's really tough for a, a Brisbane or a Queenslander to invest in Sydney of that price gap, but obviously a lot easier uh, to get the Sydney cider or the Melbourne person up in Brisbane. Um, so yeah, we've got the majority will be coming out of Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney, and we've got a local uh, client base up here as well in, in Brisbane. Excellent. Very good. Um, now, mate, give us a quick rundown of your extracurricular activities now that you've got the shackles off and you've got, uh, you've got the Sunshine Coast of Rome. What's, uh, what's the lay of the land, mate? Give us, uh, how's, your, how's your day look? Well, I've only been out of quarantine for, a, I think, a week, yeah. probably eight days, and I think I've snuck in three or four dinners out over the period. <laughs> um, life's pretty good. You sort of forget how nice it is. Just have someone to come up and ask you if you'd like a drink. Um, yeah. <laughs> said a lot of clients because we're up here for work where we've been uh, getting around and, and uh, sort of catching up with all our clients that we haven't seen for six months up here but no they're just you know being outside taking the kids down the beach and all those sorts of things I, I know the pain this causes to hear it back in Melbourne because I was there myself three weeks ago um, but yeah just out and about I should say though up here the things they are strict on. Richie and I went just to the local pub the other night for Melburnians. a, a detour. Yeah, Melburnians. Oh, I'm trying to get the Victorian number plates off the car. I'll tell you <laughs> that. But, uh, even at the local pub here down the road, there's you know temperature checks and all the sign okay. in. Yeah, good. So, which I don't think we ever got to that stage in Melbourne. We sort of blew up before we even got to that level. But yeah, pretty much you're getting your temperature checked and signing your life away anytime you walk into it. Oh, look, we'll take that every day. As long as they don't temperature check you on the way out when you're all uh, when you're all, all, all filled up. So running a bit Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, Brent, thanks heaps for for coming and and sparing the time when you've obviously got lots of better shit to do. <laughs> well, uh, like out of the park. Nah, it's always it's always good to have your insights, mate. Yeah. You're always uh, yeah, always always got a good um, a very good viewpoint on uh, everything property on the Eastern Seaboard. We love it. So thanks again for your time, mate, and uh, go and enjoy the afternoon. Thanks very much for having me. And just let me know your budgets. I'll be looking for a nice moose of pad for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, Thanks, Sergeant. Good on you. Bye, mate. See you later. Bye.